Episode 22, Once Upon a Midnight Dreary. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. Welcome back to the games we play, episode 22. I am Brian. And I am Chris. And welcome back to the games we play. This week we got a special. It is October yes, finally. It is. I don't know if finally is the word I would use. <laughs> it should still be summer right now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's felt like it until this last week. Oh, I know. Um, so we're gonna be talking about our Prime Seven Halloween games. Yeah, games that uh, you should try and pull out for the Halloween for October, and then I guess Christmas games or <laughs> around the week. corner <laughs> Thanksgiving games. I don't even know. I got two photosynthesis and boss. There you go. No. no. Um, so we got that coming up at the episode. We're going to be talking about uh, You Should Try, what's, yep. what's been on our table, some love and hate, and that should pretty much do the whole episode. Knowing us on those Prime 7, they take a little oh bit sometimes. Yeah. It'll be good. It's all exciting, though. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this week uh been kind of a kind of a weird week. Just we recorded late last week with yeah. Bonacore, uh, a little later than we're used to. It was a lot of fun though. It was a lot of fun, and so it just kind of I feel like it threw off our whole like schedule oh. or something. I don't know. Just, or most, most definitely. Well, we're, get, we're getting older, Brian. We gotta have yeah. uh, we're schedules and on track, and you deviate from that and those young whippersnappers. Yeah, yeah. that <laughs> that and it like has been raining every single day. Oh my day gosh, and, it has been. Oh my word, it's just and it's been cold and it's just yeah, it's just been a weird week. I but, know. Talk about some midnight dreary. Yeah. Yes. Well, anyway, we have a lot to talk about, so let's just go ahead and get in this and uh, let's talk about what's been on our table. Right, this week's on What's on Your Table. Chris, you want to start it out? Sure. Uh, Jamie and I had a chance to go out to 515 Brewery. It's a microbrewery out in uh, West Des Moines. And the Delt Hand was there, Joe, a uh, friend of the podcast, was uh, brought his uh, library of games. And we went out there and uh, had a good time. First time uh, that I've ever been at that microbrewery. There's a few it looked here. nice. Yeah, it was. It was no, no offen- I mean, no offense to Fire Trucker, but it looked a lot nicer than Fire Trucker. It, I, I want to say it's smaller. Um, it's oh. just in this little strip mall off of, uh, down from Mayhem Comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, out in West Des Moines. Where I'm, we off of University. Games. Yep, off of University. And a uh, fun time. Pulled out Tokyo Highway, and uh, neither of I, uh, neither of us played it before, so we pulled that one. That was our first game off the shelf, and and Jamie was, uh, Joe came over and, and really just explained the rules and got us started, and it was awesome. Fairly really simple oh, rules. Oh my God, it is, it is. So we, we got it down, but uh, Jamie was, uh, it was it was close game, neck and neck. Um, she was a little ahead, but uh, she did the, the fatal blow and knocked uh, a piece off that proceeded to uh, avalanche effect of everything just fell down. And she probably didn't have enough stuff to give you to oh, pay for it. Or even figure out how to uh, rebuild it. So, yeah, so we just uh, concluded, and she uh, she forfeited the game. <laughs> oh, it was fun. Yeah, there was no way we were, because we were several, we were like seven. I was up to uh, seven um, of the discs high. Um, oh seven, my eight. word! Yeah, we were we were high. There was pretty uh, cool. We yeah, were that that's uh, yeah. just asking for trouble if you get yeah. that high. <laughs> oh, well, mine mine stayed. <laughs> it was oh, her next man. turn that she knocked in everything game down. So that was a lot of fun. Then we uh, we brought a, a old game out. I um, I played it years and years ago. Um, called Carcassonne, 
and I've got the big box edition, which has a bunch of expansions. But it's 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 a basic um, tile laying game. You build the city of Carcassonne, French city of Carcassonne. So I introduced that to Jamie, and that's that's a fun game. Yeah, yeah I mean that is a good entry yes, uh, gateway game. Yes, I would it say. Is. Um, I mean that was one of Emily's first games that she really enjoyed. Yep. Personally, not a fan of it. I mean, I've played it so much, it just gotten old. You know sure. what I mean? Uh, you can only play play that game so many times and not get sick of it because. I'm not going to lie, I, I know it's random pulling tiles out right. of a bag, but basically the strategy doesn't change between games. The tile you pull might be different, um, but the strategy basically stays the same. But oh, there's a lot of replayability, but then yeah. you start throwing in extra expansions. The game gets a little on the complex side, and but there's definitely variation in the expansions, I, yeah. I feel like. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good gateway game, right. I think. Oh, exactly, and that's where I thought, and, and Jimmy has some friends um, that um, have that game. They they played Settlers of Catan for years and years and years before they had kids and then haven't played, but they said they own Carcassonne, so I brought that out for Jamie, and so we can show them. And um, they've never played it, evidently, so we're going to get that out. But Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Third, uh, we played four games. The third game was Imperial Settlers, and we brought that out, uh, new to both of us, and Joe was introducing a little bit, and, and I was trying to read some of the rules and stuff, and the 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 bad thing about the place we're at is really poor lighting to read rule books. Um, great to, for ambiance for just sitting there and playing some games, but if you're trying to read stuff, it was hard. So we uh, we didn't get all of the rules to um, Imperial Settlers, which is kind of a, a civ building, uh, economic um, engine building, engine building, yeah, civilization type. Yeah, there's some civs type stuff in it. Yeah, very simple, yeah, yeah. very simple. Um, but yeah, we missed a couple of key rules of what some things were to trade and it didn't work too well. Anyway, we got about halfway through and like couldn't figure a couple things out making sense. And we're like, oh, we'll just put it away because um, there's a table next to us and Joey and Chris, uh, they were playing that Gonshon Clever and they just got done and they invited uh, Jamie and I to play with them and stuff. So we played a four player game of Gonshon Clever, that stronghold um, roll and write. And it was a lot of fun. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, I told it. you, Chris. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's actually a lot of fun yeah. for a dice yeah. uh, rolling right. Yeah, it was. The thing I like about it is all the, the, the engine building. It's not just roll my dice, collect my set, mark it on my, my paper, and you know now it's your turn. There, there's a lot of combinations and strategy of picking this. And, um, and the different yes, mechanics for yes, each of the, for each the, the, of the dies. I like that. Yeah. It's where it's not just, yep. oh, you just write down the number you roll right. each one. Well, technically you do, but I mean, each one's a little different in the, in, in the requirements that like one has to be greater than the other or right. there's specific ones in a grid. And yeah, I, yeah. I like when you can combo a couple. It, it just feels good and you're just racking up the points. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like the fact that when I'm rolling, there's six dice. I'm in a, It's my turn. I'm going to end up with three of them. But everybody else gets to pick one of the three uh, remaining ones that yeah. I did not choose. And then that, you know, so it's there's some strategy. Like, well, hey, and, I don't want to leave them a good die. And, and there's strategy. And if you pick a high one, anything lower yes. has to go out. So, like, oh, I need that six uh, red that comes out. And six red comes out. You're like, oh, I'm First roll. all the dice. I can't oh. do that. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. So the, there's some, there's, there's a, a lot of Almost like strategy. a little push your luck a little bit. There because is. you can do some re-rolls yep. and some other stuff to help manipulate the dice. And yep. it's definitely a little push your luck there, too. Yeah. So it's it's a way step above, like, a Yahtzee-type oh, yeah. right game. Absolutely. And so I, I got burned out on Yahtzee years and years ago. Oh, I never really yeah, liked yeah. it. No, I'm not a and big fan either. So that was always been my impression of these 
Roland Wrights until they came out uh, now with some of these. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I like Gone Son Clever, and I've already <laughs> I've already purchased a yeah, copy. I got, <laughs> it's uh, in the mail. <laughs> I got twice as clever in the mail today. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to pick, pulling that one so, out, too. Yep, that that's uh, that's what's been on my table lately. Well, cool. Um, a game that's been on our table that we played this week was Lost Cities. Yeah, uh, the card game. Not to get confused because they they made a board game, I believe, of it. Um, Lost Cities is a two player game where you're I don't know, like Indiana Jones, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It's just a card Type game. Adventure, yeah, yeah. They're based just, it on theme, basically. Yeah, I mean, they just slapped a theme on it. But yep. the idea is there's five different color of cards that come out, and they're all numbered two through ten. And then there's three like multiplier type cards in each of the colors as well. And on your turn, you have to place a card down. Um, you can discard a card to the common discard piles in the middle, which is available for both people. Well, that's the only card you can. Re- yeah. I mean, you play. It's not really discarding. You play a card. You right. either play a card on, on your side in each of one of the colors, or you play it into the middle, which is essentially discarding it right into the the appropriate color um, pile. And then you can pick up a card. So you can either draw a card blindly from the top of the deck, or you can draw from the communal discard piles in the middle. And uh, essentially, you're trying to build up sets. And if you put a card in a certain color category, you automatically lose 20 points for it. So you have to make sure that you get at least 20 points. Otherwise, you will go negative. And then those handshake things, they multiply. So if you put one in, it multiplies your final score by two or three or four, even if you're negative. So it a little push your luck a little bit time runs out when you go through the whole deck so it's a lot of like ooh, do i go for it do i not do i hold off do i play and then you you see what your opponent's playing so sometimes you have to make these hard decisions where uh, i don't want to discard this card but i don't want to play a card because you have to play it in order numerical order so for example if you play a red five and then you draw the red two too yeah. late you can't yep. put that two in there and so you get like a bonus 20 points if you get eight of that color at the end as well on top of it so there's a lot of points to be had a lot of hard decisions to be made and it's a little push your luck you're like how long do i wait right. until i just go in and start playing them uh because chances are you're gonna you might draw it later or not it's it's a lot of fun a little mathy because you kind of have to think yeah. through uh, I have to at least get 20 and then some of the probability within it, but uh, it's a really solid two-player game. It is very luck-based. It's so luck-based that they tell you to play three games yeah. and add up your score Yeah, um, because it can be really swingy. So when I when I played the game, I got like 34 points on the first turn, then I got 134 the next turn. Like just a huge difference. Just It's really swingy, but um, good game. Uh, Lost Cities, it's a... Uh, Kind of an old classic games, yeah. but it's uh, manufactured by Cosmos Games, and you can buy it really cheap, like things like oh, yeah. fourteen bucks or something like that. It's by Reiner Knizia, who's a oh, just award winning award winning developer. Yeah. He's a, like he's a professor of mathematics, and you can tell with oh, his yeah, games, you can. yeah, you yeah. Can. There's a lot of math. He, I mean, he even talks about it how he just kind of pastes on themes. There's there's a lot of math, and but he's got hundreds and hundreds of games out there and won many stuff. But oh yeah, yeah, Lost City's Lost City's a good one, yeah, most so definitely. That's what we played this week. Fun. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, our Prime 7 Halloween games. Yeah. Our first one, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. we'll probably have to do this every year. We I see, think so. October, we will see have how to things change and other games we pick out or newer games come up. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't have a whole lot of horror Halloween-themed games. This was a little more tricky for me. I know there's a lot better games out there because I've played some of them, but... Right. Again, true to our uh, Prime 7 has to be games we own, and um, and so that kind of restricted things a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I have a few more Halloween-type games than Brian does, so. All right, so let's just go ahead and get into our list, our Prime 7 Halloween games. Number seven. Number seven on my list is Flick 'Em Up Dead of Winter. Flick 'Em Up, for those who don't know, is a... It's a dexterity game where you have your guy and you're flicking little wooden disc and hitting other guys. The original theme's like a Cowboys and Indians type of theme, but they uh, teamed up with Dead of Winter with Red Hat Games, and it's a zombie theme where you're teaming up and you're fighting yeah. zombies. Cool thing about this is there's a like it's 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 basically a meeple tower. Yeah. But it, but you put zombies on them, so all the bad guys are zombies, and they have like zombie zombie stickers on the meeples, and they start to load up. And then this thing, when you hit certain trigger points, you you have to release the there's like a little lever, and then the platform drops from on top of the tower, and they come flying out. Yeah, and they the, shoot out, and if the zombies hit you, that's how you get you know you get bitten. It's really cool. Yeah, it's a cool mechanic. And there's different kinds of guns in the game, so there's like a rifle, and so it comes with this little cardboard thing with a slot, so it's a little long. So when you flick it, it keeps it really straight. Nope. There's a shotgun one where you like stagger it, and then you shoot it, and they go flying. It's like three discs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's just a lot of cool mechanics. You're basically, and then you're flicking discs to move around, and you're hitting zombies. It's just a fun, fun game. I, I don't know why we haven't played this enough. I know. Last time I went to say more. Gen Con, yeah, two it was Gen Con. Yeah, yeah, it was when Gen it came Con. out, yeah, yeah, it was we, a lot of fun. We need to play this again, but yeah, fun little game. I love dexterity games. I love zombie. Yeah, it makes the two together, and you got something great. So score that is flick them up, dead of winter. My number seven is a game we've talked about uh, numerous times, One Night Ultimate Werewolf by Bezier Games. Uh, this is a great three to ten player party game. Really, really short game, 10 minutes, uh, 15 minutes if you're taking you a long play time. With three. I would suggest like no, five plus people. This is better, yeah, yeah. This is the more people you get. It, it talks about best six to eight, but we've actually played it up with 12 before, um, but box says three to ten but yeah the more people you get in this game the better it is it's got an app that really makes the game so if you do get this card game where you take roles and there's some hidden roles and there's some special abilities for each role and and you're trying to deduce who's the werewolves and the werewolves are trying to eat the townsfolk and the townsfolk are trying to find out the werewolves and it's really cool but the the app is what makes this when they came out with that that really makes this game smooth and easy yeah. to follow and you really don't need to read yeah. the rule book much which is only a few pages to begin with yeah yeah unless, unless you like go to aliens or, or vampire yeah, those get, get a little yes. more complicated um, but the werewolf game is, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really approachable, easy to play. Yeah, there's some other, like Brian alluded to, there's some other One Night Ultimate games, but the werewolf was the first original one, um, and it's a basic game. that's We've taught many people how to play, and this is one you play it once, and <laughs> you end up playing two hours later, you're still playing the game, because yeah. you just play multiple games. And there's just silly stuff that comes up in the yep. app randomly, yeah. and just yeah. throws yeah. you up, everybody's closing their eyes, yeah. and then Eric Summers, Eric yeah. Summers, one of the yeah. voiceover, he, yep. he's for the Dice Tower, 
and he just sometimes just these like quirky things come up and it's really funny yeah and, and does fun. a great job yeah it's good yeah good game one night ultimate war we'll give it a try number six number six for me is a game called zombie 15 this is a game by yellow and this game is unique as in it takes place in real time and what i mean by real time is that for every little scenario you play, and it's kind of a campaign, actually. It's very thematic and has a storyline. Each person plays a like a kid survivor, a teen survivor, and a, a zombie apocalypse. And um, you have 15 minutes in real time to beat each scenario. So, you like, time is of the essence. Like, this game is so, like stressful and, ten- and like it's tense like you're standing up and you're like go no you go then you go then you go and everybody's just like going but you have to take turns and and like zombies are coming out the cool thing is there's a soundtrack you play with the game so it comes with the cd or you can download the mp3 and there's like audio cues that come up on the soundtrack for like zombie oh, hordes nice. and then when it gets to the end it starts like the music starts getting tense and there's alarms going off as you get down cool. to like one minute and then it starts counting down it gets so stressful and you have to try to hit the objective at the, each one and it's very thematic like the first camp the first scenario is you like you escape from your homes and you have to like meet up and go to the school the next one is you go from the school into a uh, wherever and there's ones where you have to collect keys and there's loot and the loot comes with you so you can upgrade your character with new guns and abilities but you can make too much noise and attract zombies and it's just it's really easy to get like two or three actions and move and go it's really simple mechanics but super stressful and it's like a modular game too so it all the like square pieces are two-sided so it adds a lot of variability Fun. and playability so um game called zombie 15 I, I love it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, check it out. My number six is a game I backed on Kickstarter um, last year. It is Campy Creatures Second Edition. Games by Keymaster Games. It's a two to five player. Plays in about 20, 30 minutes. It's a lighter game, family style game that players are mad scientists in need of precious mortals for future experiments. Um, but you don't get your hand dirty. You get your campy army of campy creatures to do your bidding. Uh, it's it's a ghoulie scheme of bluffing and deduction, set collection. Players begin each round with the same hand of creatures. Their goal is to capture valuable mortals by outguessing their opponent with the creatures they play. Each player has perfect information at the start. Um, so knowing what a person might do in a particular situation is key. So there's there's deduction and bluffing and and it's it's a real cool little card game. That's uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's definitely a horror type theme, but it's fun. Played it a few times. Really like it. Campy Creatures Second Edition. Number five. Number five for me is choose your own adventure house of danger so choose your own adventure you might recognize this this these were books back in i think it was the 90s uh you probably oh, read yes. the yeah read them all the yeah. time so they uh they incorporated it into a uh, like a board game or it's really like a card game but there's yeah. like a small little board but it's a choose your own adventure there's a whole deck of cards and you make decisions and you, you do have a board that like tracks some energy and some other things that you can use. And so you can take some risky things where you can try to, you know, do like agility action and there's a dice roll and resolving. And so there's a little more board game element to it, but it's almost I would more be more akin to like an RPG. It's a little more loose over like a storytelling, but basically read it a card and then choose where you want it to go. Hey, do you want to go north towards this or south? 
it starts out kind of like a horror theme. And so you're you're exploring this like creepy mansion and there's some weird I mean really weird stuff um in this game and the, I'm not going to lie takes an interesting twist. Uh, that's all I'm going to put. No spoilers, but sure, no spoilers. It takes a twist uh for the, like really unexpected gets gets kind of weird in some places, but it's really fun, really enjoyable. It's one of those where you're like you go away that was like that was really interesting. It's one of those unique playing experiences, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um and they actually just came out the second choose your own adventure that I'm going to have to pick up, but I highly recommend this one. Um you can play multiple people. You just basically pass around and people just take turns reading the card and then you just make decisions together. That that's basically the game and it just has a storyline, you collect items and fairly simple but uh cool storyline, cool mechanics, cool theme to the game. My number 5 is Tower of Madness by Smirk and Dagger. It's a 2018 game, three to five players, plays in about 30 to 45 minutes. Basically, what this is, Tower of Madness, there's a three-dimensional clock tower. Uh, it stands like a foot tall, and you fill it with marbles of four distinct colors. And it has these tentacle arms that stick into it. Like, just think Kerplunk, but with a Cthulhu-type theme in it. Um, there's there's 30 of these tentacles that push through the tower and it's a push-your-luck dice game of Lovecraft-inspired horror. You try to do this investigation. If you fail, then that's when you're forced to draw tentacles. And there's marbles that may fall. And depending on the total number of marbles or uh, color of the marble, it uh, determines what it is. There's three, like, doom marbles that uh, you summon Cthulhu. There's ones that you lose insanities. There's others, like a spell casting. But it, it's it's a it's a neat game. It's very offshoot and and unique. And uh, you've got these towers and this mechanism of marbles and dice and you know pressing your luck. And but it's it's kind of fun. It's, it deals with uh, again the Cthulhu Lovecraft yeah. thing. Thing. So. I, I mean, to take like a mass market type of game yeah, and turn into it. It's, uh, the component on this looks really cool. I it I, I, I want to really want to play this. It we'll play so this cool. here in, in our next game. Yeah, game. we should. Yep. Yeah, yep. It, yeah. It's cool. Number four. Number four for me is a game called Nyctophobia. Nyctophobia actually means, I think, Afraid of the Dark. Is that right? Afraid of Darkness? A really unique game. I, I really like the story, how this game was actually created. It was a first-time designer, and she created this game, I believe, because of her father or grandfather. It was her dad. Oh, yes. Her, her dad was blind, and, and yep. she really liked board games. And so she decided to design a game around this. And so what it is, it's called Nyctophobia. It plays uh, two to four players. And basically one person plays as like the murderer, like the, the axe murderer. Now there is a, a two different versions of this out there, which I found out. Target has a had an exclusive version oh, cool. that had some extra gameplay mechanics while there's the other one that is just the regular game. Either way, they basically can play the same, but there is extra mechanics. Anyway. Neither here or there. But essentially, um, there's blackout glasses that come with this game. So yes. uh, one person can see, but everybody else wears these blackout sunglasses. You can't see anything out of them. And there's different scenarios. And so the murderer guy um, sets up the board. And it's it's like this. It's just like a square board. It's not too big. It's like a 3D plastic. And there's pegs through it, and there's landscape, like walls that they can put up. It's all modular, and there's like a car and some other stuff and standees that they put in there. 
And the idea of the game is the survivors have to make their way through this maze without seeing. And depending on what scenario you are or what version of the game, you're either trying to find like your other um, your other uh, survivor and bring them back to the car, or you're trying to make your way to the exit. Depends which which game you're playing, but either way, it's a, it's basically the same thing. And the way you do it is uh, on your turn, you put your hand out, and the the murderer person puts your hand on your peg where you are, and you can only feel one space to the right, left, up, or down from you. If at any point you go and you tap to touch the murderer, you take damage. Oh. So there's some like risk there, and like you can talk to your your um, your your teammates, but you're you're having to like feel out and figure out how to get through this maze because it really is like a maze, and there's dead ends and. And it's a it's not a very big like board game like there's maybe like ten or twelve peg spots you know twelve by twelve, but man when you are when you don't even see it from the start and then the whole game you have to like keep track of it in your mind the board looks feels huge at the very end you take your glasses off you're like what that was it that was (laughs) so small and insignificant um it it's more supposed to be like a uh, story or um experience because yeah, in the rule book it, like it. it tells the person who's the murderers like take it easy on them like you're more of a gm trying to make an experience yes you could go cut through and beat them it's really easy but that's not the point of the game as the murderer you're trying to make this experience and make tent make it tense and make it fun for the other three it's really interesting way to go about it really unique game yes i haven't played anything definitely. like it very unique it's not for everybody but very unique it's worth a try if you ever try get a chance to but that was nyctophobia my number four is a 2008 game by flying frog productions called a touch of evil a supernatural game plays two to eight players 60 to 120 minutes this is a game I, I, I really fell into love with this. It's the dawn of the 19th century, an age of science and superstition and witchcraft. Basically, uh, you're a small group of heroic individuals uh, with the courage and strength to fight and arrive in this town of, of uh, Shadowbrook. And you, you, you search the, the countryside and, sh- and the town and you're investigates and you're doing this and you talk with the mayor and the city mayor and the townsfolk and things and you're trying to find what what the evil that is plaguing this village and it's oh my gosh it's talk, talk about thematic of this the flying frog productions i fell in love with them um because of how they present their games the, the art on their games is not illustrated it is all live uh, actors actresses photos of them uh, pieces of that so the, they did a unique style and of how they produce these and it's high quality production and i just really love that and this game there there's many different monsters and some expansions that came out and so there's different you can like dracula and and uh the headless horsemen and all these uh, treants and and or dryads and all these different mysterious uh, th- uh, thematic um, uh, uh, supervillains of of the time of that century of early nineteen hundreds and a lot of fun a lot of fun it's uh, one of my favorite uh, games of all time and there's been some so many community rules they even made it into like a solo plan you could do it and which would be interesting I've never done it that way but to me this is one you you you, you can play. Um, singles, um, you can play semi-cooperative in small teams, or you can go all full cooperative. There's very different ways of how to play this against it, but I really love the theme of A Touch of Evil. 
Number three. Number three for me is Time Stories. Uh, If nobody's heard of Time Stories, um, it's an interesting game where there's uh, a lot of expansions. They're kind of one-play things. You don't destroy components, Chris. Don't worry. Uh, You've played the game, so just just give me a hard time. But once you play through it, it's not as fun to play a second time because you kind of know what's happening because there's a lot of like false trails but essentially the idea is you're these time travelers and you're having to go back in time and stop an event that's tearing the fabric of time. There's something going on and you're exploring through, they call them like vestiges. Basically you're inhabiting a body of somebody at the time and your characters give you special powers and abilities. And essentially you're, you're wandering. It's kind of like choose your own adventure. You're, you're getting to choose where to go and in the room, you have certain options to go different places. Fights can happen. Puzzles come up. There's some a lot of sometimes uh, false trails. And basically, you're trying to do this with so many time points. And so if you make bad decisions, you waste time points. Once time points run out, you have to go back. And then you have to go, you, you progress another round and try to go back. And and you you still carry forward some progress, but you have more knowledge in what to do. And basically, you're, you're trying to investigate what am I supposed to be doing? And it's kind of you find your way through. It doesn't really give you a whole lot of guidance, but you find your way through to the the purpose of why you're there and undiscover, you know, discovering the mysteries. And it's very interesting. And the reason I put it on this is because the first one that comes in the box is a very dark theme. Yeah. You go to an asylum and you're playing some real some real characters like yeah. the first character I played was she was a cannibal and so yeah. she could like eat people to get health back. Really dark. Um second expansion also no spoilers horror themed. Um that's all I'm going to give. Really big surprise because we did not think it was that. Uh, you weren't there, no. but we pulled it out. We're like we're going to play this and we're like we start going and then we realize oh this is what's happening. Really interesting. Um, there's like twelve expansions, I yeah. think. Um, they just finally finished it, and now they're they're doing a whole new time stories where it's not the same kind of theme, or not theme, but it's not the same kind of game play mechanics where you have the main board and you buy Changing expansions it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But either way, really fun. It's again another one of those experience type of games. It's not a real board board game per se there's board game mechanics kind of loosely you have a board and you have pawns and stuff but it's more of an experience storytelling choose your own adventure a lot of fun i've had so many good experiences with time stories so time stories is number three my number three was my first zombie game of all time and got me introduced to flying frog productions and it is the 2017 game, Last Night on Earth, the zombie game. Plays two to six players, 60 to 90 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Again, like I said, uh, Flying Frogs has the production of um, actors. They take pictures of actors and put them on the card, put them on the boards, the pieces, and things like this. And they just did a fabulous job. It's a it's a survival horror-based game that pits small-town heroes head-to-head against a horde of zombies. And uh, you got your team, and it's there's many different scenarios of what you can do, but basically one to two players play uh, the zombies, and then other players play the heroes, and they go against um, the, the overlord zombie guy. But there's just the, the sculpted plastic miniatures, uh, the, the um, hero deck and zombie deck basically have tactical 
bonuses and tactical yeah, pl- gameplay yeah, in it, yeah. and it it it's it's the combats are resolved by you know, six sided dice. So there's some dice that that lock them dice and stuff like that. But you can get some weapons and search and it's like your zombie version of yeah. dudes on the map. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's fun. One of the really cool things the the there's a just a following a community following for this they created a um scooby-doo edition oh gosh so i went out and found a, a online store there's a british online store which made some some figures that uh, look very similar to like scooby-doo characters and i bought a mr machine hot wheels so i've got the scooby-doo and printed off the card so we can play the scooby-doo uh, edition so one of the things i really love about the uh, flying frog production games uh, both a uh, touch of evil and uh, last night on earth they come with music and soundtrack and they really the the whole thematic immersion and, and gameplay is just tremendous and flying frog productions does a great job of doing that with these games and so i've got soundtracks so you, you put these cds in and play the uh, music along when you play the game so kudos to flying frogs love it for both of those games but yeah very fun game give it a try last night on earth the zombie game number two my number two is mansions of madness mansions of madness is a giant box game <laughs> um, it is. and i i'm talking second edition here and the reason i clarify is the di- the d- difference between version um edition one edition two is edition one 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 person played like the bad guys in addition to it's an app that replaces it so i kind of like that where you just sit down Everybody is playing on the same side, has no idea what's going on. The app's just throwing stuff at you. The app is really good at knowing how and how well or how bad you're doing and will it will adjust the difficulty for you. Like it will just if it thinks you're doing too well, it will throw random spawns and big guys or if you're taking too long it will throw big dudes on the map for you and you're like ha ah, you know um, yes, very thematic uh, there's some puzzle solving it's ho- definitely horror it's like Cthulhu themed um, I really like the teamwork in it um, really simple mechanics though so it's not like a heavy hard game there's, there's a lot to it but with the app it makes it a lot easier to play from how I understand the first edition is a little harder and um, heavier to play because you have to know all those mechanics but with, with the app it makes it a lot easier I know when we played it um, I think you invited somebody um, over who he was kind of getting yep. into board games and he had no problems picking this up whatsoever. Yep. Gabe is a wrestling coach with us. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's a good game. It's a little on the pricey side, but it's a big box and you get a lot through it. There's a whole campaign and there's like six expansions for this thing too. Um, there's a lot of content in here worth the price. Um, actually, if you're hearing my voice right now, I believe Target has it on sale for like 40 bucks right what? now. Yeah. It's, it's like a $70 game yeah, or maybe is. higher, but, um, there's a lot of miniatures in there. Yeah. There's a lot of miniatures. The bad guys are miniatures. You have your miniatures. It's fully modular. The, again, the app tells you and you go through the campaign. It tells you how to set it up, where to set it up. It drives everything. Um, it keeps track of where clues are, where your progress on the clues are. It, it's just, it's really well implemented and it's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, I really, really enjoy it. So that is Mansions of Madness. That is a good game. I'm surprised it's not on your list. It is. Yeah. 
it's, no, it's, it's not. It's, on your it's list. not. It's not a, you're right. It's list. not on my list. It's. It's. I don't own it. You do. Oh, um, no, I thought you owned it. I thought you had no, the first edition. I, I don't have the first oh, edition. Okay. Now. Okay. No, gotcha. So that's why I kind of fell off my my radar. But if you owned it, it'd probably be in yes, the top seven. It would be. Oh yeah. Yes, okay. it would be. Yes, it would be. All right. Knock out, knock out a couple of those other ones. <laughs> my number two is Fury of Dracula by Fantasy Flight Games, uh, 2015. I have the fourth edition. Uh, the fourth edition comes with pre-painted figures for over the third edition. There's a little card changes and stuff. But uh, yeah, Fear of Dracula, it's a two to five player, 120 to 180 minute game. So it's a little longer and it's a 3.2 weight. It's a little meatier game. Um, one person plays uh, Count Dracula and the others are the heroes. And there's uh, uh, Count Dracula is going across uh, Europe. And you've got to stop them. You got to work together with your band of heroes, uh, hunters, as they're called. And you've got to uh, find Dracula and stop him before he gets his influence track advanced uh, to thirteen. Um, that's the set number. That's and if he does that, then Dracula wins, and all of Europe is lost. So the hunters have to go around. So the hunters play and they try to deduce and f- uh, find out where um, Dracula is. And it's it's some really neat uh, uh, mechanics on it. And it's just whenever I play this, it's just really fun. It's the the rounds are broken up into day and night, and the hunters are taking action in both, while Dracula can only act at night. So it, there's a lot of theme involved into this game, and and it's been just a fun game. Anytime I've ever got it out, there's always good memories of like, oh, this and epic moments and this. Oh, we got him. We almost got him, and we failed. But no, oh, we got, we got Dracula and saved him. But. Uh, yeah, you've played this a few times, haven't you, Brian? No, this you is have I not have, played I've never one? played Fury of Dracula. Oh. It's it's definitely on my list to play as yeah. one of those top games that it seems to come up on everybody's list as a game like a must play. And yeah, I haven't got a chance yeah. to play it yet. It's been around a while. Like I said, the fourth edition came out. Yeah, in there's a lot of different there's reprints. A lot of, yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of reprints. Fantasy Flight. If if a game's good, they keep reprinting it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so this one's been around a while, but it's a very good game. Give it a try. Fury of Dracula. And finally, number one. My number one is Betrayal at the House on the Hill. Wait a minute. That's my number one. <laughs> you took my number one. I'm sorry. Our our number one is... Uh, this was just the most obvious choice. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've talked about it before, but if you never catch a previous episode of us talking about this, uh, Betrayal Half the Hill is, is actually not as a... Uh, it's not a really heavier game. Um, it's probably lighter mm-hmm. than a lot of the games on this list. Just give an overview of the game. But basically, we're a bunch of adventurers sure. that are in this uh, mansion. We don't know why, right? Uh, amnesia or something. <laughs> we get invited to go up and sure. to search the hill. Sure. The house on the hill. And uh, so we're traversing this house, and uh, it's completely modular. And uh, the tiles uh, can be upstairs the ground floor or the basement so as you as you clear you have so many actions and stuff like that but um the the house starts to starts to get bigger as you you move through and uh these omens will come out on certain uh floor tiles and these omens not great because what happens when the omen happen uh, happens we we throw some dice and depending how many total omens there are yeah the haunting haunting can happen um, but up to that, you're exploring uh, random items can come out. Good items or yep, bad stuff yep. can happen. But the haunting is really what makes this game. It's really fun. 
So depending on the omen that comes out and like where it came out at, and there's like a whole like yeah. chart, uh, a betrayer gets aside. So one of us at the table is the betrayal, uh, betrayer, yep. and it, it there's different storylines. So yeah. it's not just like a Cthulhu theme. Like it, it's dark. Um, it's very be, dark. Some are a little more silly than others, but uh, essentially there's a whole book just for the betrayer the read. And the good guys get to read, and basically they separate. They don't get to hear what other person, what the good guys know, and the good guys don't know what the evil guy. The bad guy knows what he needs to do to win. Right. The good guys know what they need to do, but they don't have the full picture. Neither do they. And so you're like, you're playing. You're like, do they know what I know? And <laughs> no. And it, it's just, it's just fun. It's it is just, a lot it's of just, fun. It's so much fun every time. Like when I played it. I just wanted to play it again. I was I I just want to keep playing this game. It's so much fun. Very thematic and just it's a blast to play. It is a great game. It's uh originally came out in 2004 published by Avalon Hill and they were bought out uh, by Wizards of the Coast and second edition of this game came out just a few years ago. It's a 3 to 6 player game. Plays in about 60 minutes. It can go a little longer if you're unfamiliar with it and if you have to look up some stuff in the rule book, but uh, like I said, there's about 50, I want to say, hauntings in the first book, and they came out yeah. with an, an expansion here just recently, uh, Widow's Walk. Yeah, I that got over added, here. Yeah, so do I. That's, yeah, that adds a, f- a bunch more. Um, yeah, I think you yeah. get 90 or 100. I don't oh, know. It's, it's, it it's o- I think it almost doubled it. So the replayability is this is huge. And one of the things, if you roll a haunt you've already gone through, you can re- you know redo a different haunt and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, you can. If not. I mean, it, you it, could. It but most the chance that everybody at the that, table sees it. It's hard. Yeah, it, that's and, the thing. And even then, it can be different. So even if you get the same haunting, there's a yeah. lot of choices that could be made and, yep. and mechanics. So. Yeah, different. Yeah, it all depends who's playing what, what uh, weapons or items out there and stuff. Yeah, for but yeah, sure. This is a great game. Played, I played this numerous times with the kids and with buddies and and game groups and stuff. And and it's always a blast. It it always comes down. Seems like it comes down to the the haunting oh, and, does. and the end and everything's and because you can't really die during the first part, but once the haunting comes out, then there's some play uh, some oh, part to get eliminated. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, so. It's really cool. There's a lot of storytelling in it, the modular board, um, role-playing definitely, and the dice-rolling mechanic of it and stuff. But a lot of adventure and exploration with the horror-themed. So very fun, very fun. It's definitely one of those games that you walk around and you have a story to tell. Yeah. You're like, oh, you would not believe when we played this game, like Chris was the betrayer and he like did this and this happened and, whoa, he killed me. And it's just, it's just so much fun. Even when you lose, it's just yeah. a great time. It's This is a game that I would say, if you're looking to get a horror game uh, to add to your collection and you can only choose one, this yes, is the one I'm like, it. hey, get horror uh, up. Yeah, from our 14 yep. here, or yep. 13 technically, um, this is this is the one. Yeah. This is one. So, yeah, check it out. It's uh, it's not terribly expensive either. Um, no. It's, it's pretty accessible. It's not really that heavy. The rules are fairly simple. It's just the theme's a little heavy with uh, the horror theme. Yeah. Not not one for kids. Not one for, like, younger kids or anything. But, uh, yeah, if you have teens or yeah, adults, teenage, it's, 12 it's plus, definitely that. 12 yeah. plus can handle it. So, anyway, that concludes our seven prime Halloween games. (laughs) 
on this week's love and hate. We're gonna do a, like a drive by here just because that was a long prime seven. But we'll we'll get through. We'll get through. So on the love, uh, Chris, what's your love this week? Yeah, I I've really come uh, to love playing games and having game days at the microbreweries. We've been to Fire Trucker, been to Five One Five Brewery recently, and just that environment. I love that. So. Um, it's been a lot of fun uh, going out with you and Emily and Jamie, and then just Jamie and I this last weekend when you guys couldn't come. Um, just meeting some people, playing, meeting Joe, doing this. That it's been a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, more uh, game nights, game weekends, um, doing yeah, that kind absolutely. of stuff. Yeah, and we're, we're we we are we've talked to Joe. Yep. We're, we're going to have Joe here on the podcast, and maybe even his wife will, will see just depending on availability, obviously with kids and all that yep. stuff. But uh, um, that's going to be coming up here soonish uh we need to really nail that down with him and figure that out with our schedules but uh yeah so really exciting stuff with yeah. that with that i've been having a lot of fun that actually kind of rolls into my love my love is playing new games yeah so as we've been trying to get new games on instagram we're been having to pull some games out we haven't played in a while um and in in the case of going to the dealt hand um at the brewery is playing some games that we've never played before and i don't own and that's been a lot of fun yeah uh, just trying new games um, I just saw on Instagram the Delt Hand. Uh, they got Tapestry in. Oh yes, I saw that oh, pop up boy. today. Oh boy, I can't wait to play that one. Let's, let's make a night. Maybe maybe we can uh, call Joe and reserve it. <laughs> reserve it for uh, yeah for the games we play podcast. Well, I mean, we all play it, as long as you show up on like right when it starts. There's <laughs> like, like when usually, we do. <laughs> yeah, every time we show up, we've gone right when it starts, and there's nobody there. And then like within 15, 20 minutes, it's like yeah. tons of people. So um, that's how we were able to grab like wingspan that one yep. time and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just playing new games. Like uh, really excited and try like tapestry and stuff. And heck, if it wasn't for that, like gone Sean Clever. Oh, like, I know. Rolling rights, it's a whole new world now, right? Yep. I just bought two, two rolling rights that are sitting upstairs. I just got them today. Uh, check out Instagram if you want to see those pictures. Um, so that that's my love for this week. So uh, rolling to hate. Uh, Chris, what's your hate this week? Yeah, my hate's kind of a bummer. It's, uh, we've been... Uh, or aren't hates yeah. a bummer anyway? Yeah, they are, they are. <laughs> it's uh, it's not, I don't hate the guys, but it's it's bummer that it happens. Life happens. Trying to set up the TI4 game day and another game day just uh, coming up here and checking guys' schedules and some of our buddies just can't make it. So uh, we're, we're in that conundrum. We're probably going to have to reschedule the TI4 day, um, just have a game day for, and just so far it's Brian and oh, I on the so, list. Yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> So it is what's new. It is what it is. Maybe we just like, maybe we just play games and record a couple episodes, get ahead or something. I don't know. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but uh, we'll figure it out. We're going to get it in. Most definitely, we're going to get it in here soon. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just kind of a bummer to me. I, I get excited and get all this kind of stuff. And I understand nothing against the guys. And Rob had got his work schedule finally out today um, for October. Yeah, for October. And, um, yeah, we're a couple it, days it's into October it. October 2nd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording this. Yeah, and he just he he texts us. He goes, "I just got my schedule and like got to work that Friday night and Saturday." So, so we're gonna try to maybe we'll we'll look a schedule and see um, what's um, he and Corey and Brian BG um, the other Brian can uh, get together with and Scott and so so we'll see it. But that's a bummer to me scheduling the game days and they fall apart. Yeah, uh, hate for me. Also, be a downer here. Uh, allergies? Uh, oh my word! I'm there with you. They're horrible right now. Well, I th- I think what it is, I was I was listening to a podcast, uh, like from it's like a doctor, 
and he was talking about how uh, over time your body, like the effectiveness of allergies, uh, medication can actually wear down. And so I've been taking like Zyrtec for two years straight now, like every day. And I think it's catching up to me. And so I like... Claritin did nothing to me, but I took a Claritin the other night, and all of a sudden, like, I'm feeling gr- good, but still, like, how mm-hmm. man, the allergy's been... You know how allergy... Like, for me, it's not like sneeze... Well, it'll hit me sneezing and all that stuff, but it actually makes me feel like I have, like, a fever. It, like, ma- yeah. gives me, like, body chills and stuff, which is, I think, kind of abnormal, but, it, like, it actually makes me feel like I'm getting sick. It's the worst feeling ever, but... Stupid allergies, yeah. but that's, now, that's the time of the year, I guess. Tis the season in Iowa right now. Woo-hoo. Yeah, rainy and stuff. But Yeah, that's my hate for this week is allergies. I'm there with you. All right, that ends uh, episode 22 here. Uh, talked about our Prime 7 Halloween games. Yeah. Uh, should be fun to reevaluate that next year. Um you seem to have a lot more of these horror games. So uh, I know you just got like a, one in the Kickstarter just came in the mail. They haven't got a chance to play, so you didn't get to put it on here. But, um, you know, I'm sure yes. there will be more games to play. There is. I, yeah, that's All Manner of Evil is the by Colossal Games. That's the one I got in the Kickstarter. Oh, those are the same guys that did uh, Western yes, Legends. Western Legends. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, I like their, They have a few uh, games out, um, and they look really good. Oh, and so, like a Nemesis, like that's on my yes, list to buy. And yes. like the Aliens board games, and then that. the Aliens RPG. Like those are all on my list to yeah. get. Watch my top Prime 7 be like all alien stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for it. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, so no, uh, I'm eager to get that out. And there's a couple others I haven't played yet. Shadows uh, over Normandy is that Cthulhu based. Yeah, yeah, I uh, give you that one. one. Well, yeah. I didn't give it to you. I mean, we you gave me a couple. Yeah, you gave me a couple expansions from the ILO. I already had the base game and a couple others. But yeah, so there's a few that I haven't played yet um, that I'm interested in getting. Plus, there's some other good ones out there I'm looking oh, at. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and looking to purchase here sometime. But. Yeah, cool. Cool. I uh, I backed the new Everdale expansion. Oh, on, did you? Yeah. Have, you, have you seen the pictures? Has anybody seen the pictures? Have you seen the pictures of this? Yeah, yeah. Did you see the stretch goals, what they're releasing? Oh, no. Um, Not of late. So there's like these bigger meeples like... Um, <gasps> like m- like moose or bear or like there's like an eagle and there's like a saddle thing that goes on top of it and you know your workers like the mm-hmm. porcupine or the hedgehog and all those they get to ride those oh hilarious oh looks so cool <laughs> i saw those pictures I'm like sold get, so, shut up and take my shut money shut up and take my money <laughs> nice so yeah i backed the expand uh, i backed the kickstarter for that i was um, <sighs> super excited everdale such a good game so, so good so much fun um so I'm really excited about that. Also, I'm really teetering on Edge of Darkness. Remember Edge of Darkness? Yes, I know. Uh, I was looking at that too. I was going to talk with you tomorrow, about that. tomorrow, dude. Oh, does? Yeah. Ooh, I get back on. Um, but you can, um, they have the expansion coming yep. out. Or you can, uh, they only have like a thousand copies of the original Kickstarter for Edge of Darkness. It comes with all the stretch yes. goals and everything. And it was $120, which is not too bad considering what you get with that What's game. What's everything in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, because at uh, Gen Con, remember, um, we saw Rick. Remember, we met Rick yes. and he was yep. he was setting that up with his friends. That thing looked so yeah, cool. Yeah, it did. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm going back and forth on that. I'm, I'm backing that because uh, the really cool thing about that, if, if, if you get in on that early um, one hundred twenty dollar ones. Um, you get it in November, so you only have to wait a Ooh. month to get it. Yeah, yeah, because they already have it, and they already have it printed, yeah. right? Because it's from the first run. Oh, true, true. Yes. Um. So really, I, I don't know. I, mean, I keep teetering back and forth on that, and then, um, working on. We're gonna like 
pre-order tapestry. Emily's a bad influence. Now that she's getting into this gaming, like I even tore Corey's like, ooh, like she's a bad influence. That's awesome. Uh, we just bought like like six games. Like we, I bought yeah. her viticulture because yeah. she really wants to get viticulture. She really likes that theme. It's Stonemeier. I mean, sure. So Stonemeier um, are good games. And th- but we had to get free shipping. So I mean, I bought Bosk, and then I bought <laughs> Dashon Clever twice or it's twice as clever. Twice yeah. as clever. I got the cartographers. Remember we talked about them oh, or- yeah. on the. Uh, it's a roll. It's kind of yeah. a rolling right, but yep. it's like cartography, which is kind of unique. I, it's, I that's think. Unique it's and then I got point salad. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm looking at. Points. It was only like twelve bucks on what? Cardhoss. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Because I was. Oh, so I added up all the thing, and on Cardhoss, uh, this is my first time going. It's $125 shipping, which is like uh, it's a little pricier than yeah. the other ones. I add. I got all those things I wanted. And I was like at one twenty three. I was like, oh, no. throw another game on. Well, I was looking at yeah. the cheaper ones. I almost got like Prelude, which was like five bucks for Terraforming Mars or something. But I'm like, ah, point salad. I'll just spend an extra. So I think the total ended up being like one thirty three. So I just went over. Yeah, a little bit I'm gonna it. have to check out Cardhouse because one of the things I love about Cool Stuff Inc. and Minute to Market, they have a customer hold. So if right. you get a deal of the day or a I'm, game, I'm pretty you see, sure you can. I like on, on the hot list on BTG. Yeah. That's a question. I think you can yeah. you can hold them on. I've never personally done the hold. I'd rather just buy a bunch of other games because my list is so long. There's plenty of other good games, and those prices on some of those are really cheap. Them, yeah. I'd rather just buy those other games out of my backlog and just get them now instead of wait to get that game I want. But I can understand like yeah. if there's nothing really you want right now or you don't maybe have the extra money, you can just put it on hold and take it free shipping. Or One something. of the things I like cool stuff I get is restock alerts or price drop alerts. So yeah. when there's a game I've been waiting for and it boom, it pops up in my restock, I'll go in and buy it real quick and just put it on hold. And then when I have some more opportunities to look for other games hey you know yeah. this or that yeah. you know within, not, not, yeah. not to like advertise because we're not getting paid yeah. but there's a there's a board game there's a website that actually you can go yeah and they uh, aggregate all the data from those major websites and i believe you can put price alerts on it for those you can't if that company um, participates in it because sure, cool sure. stuff used to and they backed out oh did yeah they? but game nerds is there card Haas, a miniature market oh, okay um, amazon walmart yeah, yeah, there's some yep, places yep. like that, that interesting yep yeah anyway, i was looking at that today. so uh yeah that goes into playing the new games just buying a bunch of new games for the podcast yes, right yes. for the podcast it's for the children honey um yeah the wallet is taking a beating here so hey any board game publishers out there if you know one uh <laughs> i mean we'll review your game for you, uh, or if you want to advertise on this podcast, we will take your money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. It does get a little pricey, but it's fun. I, oh. I enjoy doing this. It's a lot of fun, and if we can get people into yeah. the in the hobby, that's that's worth it a yeah. lot. Personally, so. again, to me, this is this is my hobby, and I enjoy this and love this and. And you know, I, I I look at it. I don't play golf. Uh, there's some other expensive hobbies. Yeah, that's that, what Corey and I were yeah. talking about about golf. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm like, I, I to me, that's that's something I don't do. Um, where I spend my money on games. Yeah. Yep. 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 Absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. It's been a lot of fun. Um, if you have any uh, questions or anything, always uh, our mailbox is open. That's a gamesweplaypod at gmail.com. And if you like to see any of these games, uh, most of them, well. Probably some of those, that Prime 7, because um, we have pictures on Instagram. So, you know, what's on our table or love and hate, a lot of time those those games are always on our Instagram. We post them out through the week. We, we almost post like five to six times a, times a week. So check out our Instagram if you haven't already. It's a great place to see these games of pictures, and, and we talk about it a little bit. Um, 
Because sometimes uh, this medium is a little hard for board gaming and trying to like, uh, you know, hey, this game's really beautiful. Well, what does that mean? So, yeah, check out our Instagram. Follow us. Uh, we're on Facebook and, and and Twitter as well. And again, feel free to give us five stars on, on iTunes or any uh, podcasting uh, app that you're on. We, we really do appreciate it. And don't forget to check us out on Board Game Geek, our guild 3622, the games we play. We've got some content up there now. Yeah, We're I'm, adding a yeah. bunch more content. Um, we're going to be putting up our prime lists and, and putting a lot more polls and more uh, questions. But be, feel free to uh, ask anything or post anything if you want to there. But yeah. that's that's another avenue of communication. We're just starting and um, we'll be growing for us here very soon. Yeah, I believe you just have to search the games we play um, on B. GG, there's a search. You can just say yeah. guilds and then just do the games we right. play. It comes up right away. Yep. Yep. Anything else for Chris? No, it's been another great, uh, fun week of gaming. Looking forward to um, some October Halloween game plan coming up and uh, uh, potentially getting that TI4 in here in a, uh, another week, if not very soon after that. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, from the games we play, I am Brian. And I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.